You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and this is podcast episode number 1,155. Over half the working population will try their hand at being an entrepreneur during their working career. But how can you know whether being an entrepreneur is right for you? You can find your answer through author Derek Lidow's latest book, Building on Bedrock. Derek, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Richard, it's a great pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's good to have you back on the show because a while ago we had you on the show for your previous book, which I'm holding up here, Startup Leadership, How Savvy Entrepreneurs Turn Their Ideas into Successful Enterprises. And now, Derek, you're back to talk about your latest book. I'm excited to have you on the radio show. Uh, I wonder if we could start by, maybe you could explain whether, how, how can someone know whether being an entrepreneur will end up as a dream come true or a nightmare? Well, choices, simple, basic choices, if you're aware of them, can um, change the odds of success from one in a thousand to one in 500, somewhere in that range, up to greater than 50-50. So that, that's a great improvement for just having a little bit of information about what you should think about and how you should prepare for being an entrepreneur, if that's something that you're thinking about. Is this book, Building on Bedrock, does it build on your previous book, or did you take us in a different direction? Kind of, let's talk a little bit about following on the heels of your other book, kind of writing and publishing Building on Bedrock. Yes. So, in actuality, the book should be in reverse order. So building on bedrock is for somebody that aspires to be an entrepreneur, and it's a a very tangible book about how you prepare and how preparation greatly uh, increases your chances of success. It basically is organized about um, who, what, when, where, how, and leads up to the conclusion of uh, whether it's the right thing for you. And uh, my my first book, Entrepreneurial Leadership, was once you made that decision, how do you recruit and find all these people to help you, uh, you know, with your ambitions and uh, see you through to success? So, so I wrote them in reverse order. But and when when we had (laughs) when we had you on the show uh, talking about your first book, we were really talking about the role and the importance of communication in the leadership aspect of an entrepreneur to be able to build and scale a successful company. Uh, That's uh, so fundamentally important. Uh, The skills uh, around relationship building and communication being the most fundamental of relationships uh, are are essential. Uh, Ultimately, a, a, uh, a founder cannot succeed as the leader of their own firm. Can you help me and help our audience understand, is the typical view of an entrepreneur being this solo maverick who's going to go off and save the world, is, is that what people have to possess to even have a chance at being a successful entrepreneur? Or in building on bedrock, do you deal with the qualities of an entrepreneur in a different way? Yeah, there are so many myths about what 
entrepreneurship is all about. And uh, and our fixation today on these relatively uh, small numbers of entrepreneurs that built vast wealth in short periods of time uh, leads us to misleading conclusions on how this actually works. And so we've we've focused on the entrepreneurs that are one in a thousand when there are so many entrepreneurs that uh, have uh, built successful companies that are fulfilling to them and fulfilling to their employees. And it doesn't happen the same way that Uber got created or Airbnb. So so, someone doesn't have to look at themselves and say, well, I'm no Elon Musk, so I shouldn't even try to be an entrepreneur. You're saying that's not necessarily a logical conversation to have with yourself? Exactly. So... Uh, our our vision that you need to be a a, a software savant and um, and never sleep an insomniac are completely wrong, and it, uh, and, and for example in my book one of the entrepreneurs that I I profile and, and use as a role model created one of the most successful software companies that have has ever been created that nobody heard of. Advent Software, the founder, Stephanie DeMarco, she's a woman, she's not a coder, she's an accountant, and she created this super successful tech company. It's not what you think that creates success. So part of what you talk about in the book, in addition to kind of what we're framing here relative to these profiles of your non-traditional successful entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. is also kind of understanding when is the right time. You know, I My personal story is I left the corporate world after a long and storied career at the age of 49, always knowing I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but never finding the right combination of circumstances to kind of launch me off the corporate train. So I started what I think is maybe later in life at 49 to to build my my business. Um, how How does an individual know when it's the right time for them to become an entrepreneur? Ultimately... There are these steps that you need to follow to prepare. And I enumerate them in the book. Um, I tell you how how much you need of to accumulate of the skills and the uh, the money and the time. And I also tell you how good you need to be. Uh, so you know how, how to assess, whether or not you're actually good enough to um, uh, to create a successful company, and in in answering those questions, you are in essence preparing. And when you have answered those those questions, then you're ready. It could take you uh, a couple of months. It could take you uh, quite a few years. And I tell the story of Ray Kroc. The, the founder of modern-day McDonald's, who started McDonald's at the age of 52. So uh, there, there, there is no ideal age uh, for this. It's all about the, the diligence and the preparation. Derek, I wonder if we could define, or you could define, from your perspective, what a successful entrepreneurial venture is. Is it having to be the kind of names that you talked about? Or in your book, do you, do you acknowledge other successful entrepreneurial ventures that may not become mega corporations and household names? Well, yeah, in the, in the book, I, I talk about the famous ones, but I talk about the ones that aren't so famous. And uh, 
so uh, one that I like uh, that's fun to talk about, uh, a local uh, L.A. firm, 1-800-AUTOPSY. Videl Herrera was uh, a county coroner uh, who uh, hurt himself in the line of duty and uh, but was um, had to go on disability uh, and couldn't uh, afford to to pay his uh, rent and take care of his family. And so he had no alternative but to uh, convince the Veterans Administration to let him do autopsies for $150 each. Uh. <laughs> and, uh, and ultimately in doing that, he created a whole new uh, arena of um, private autopsies. 1-800-AUTOPSY uh, was the pioneer, and it still is the uh, premier brand in that area. And, and, uh, and Vidal uh, grew, up, uh, grew up incredibly poor in the barrio of East L.A., um, you know, ultimately uh, selling newspapers and, sh you know, shoe shining shoes. Uh, so he had no money. He had a limited education, but he he was very diligent in learning his trade, and because of that, he was able to turn that into his own entrepreneurial business uh, when when he absolutely needed it most. We're talking with Derek Lidow. We're talking about his latest book, Building on Bedrock. So I have a personal belief, which we could say is a bias. And Derek, tell me if your research. Uh, validates or invalidates my belief system and that is for an entrepreneur when you especially those that leave the corporate world you have to be willing to burn the ships and not look over your shoulder about that enticing opportunity to go back to the corporate world if you ever really and truly want to make it as a successful entrepreneur uh, in your book and in your experience is that a belief that is valid or invalid it's it's totally valid uh, because ultimately being an entrepreneur is an all-in thing. If if you're unsure, then don't do it. Mm. If you're unsure, you can do some experiments to maybe uh, in you know demonstrate that hey, it isn't such a crazy idea after all. But ultimately, once you've done your little experiments, uh, you're either going to do it or not. And uh, entrepreneurship. Is a, is a huge commitment to your customers, to the people that help you, or your employees, or your, your suppliers, and um, and it's a great disservice to all of them if you're just you know pr pretending or not yet sure. So, Derek, I. I I also um, thank you for that validation. I, I appreciate that. You're a learned man and a successful entrepreneur in your own right, as well as a published author. So hearing that come out of your mouth validates what I've been saying properly to these early stage entrepreneurs. But one of the other things that I tell them is if they have a long history in working for people, being an entrepreneur and starting your own business isn't like finding another job. My experience is when you become an entrepreneur, it requires so much more of your entire being to be successful than any job you've ever had at any company at any point in your career. Is that a, is that a valid thing that I should be saying to these people as well? Yes. So the corporate world is about uh, making decisions that uh, minimize risk that are going to work and not break anything. 
Mm. And ultimately, when, when, when you're an entrepreneur, you're all in and you do not have the information yet. You, you are doing something that hasn't been done before. It might even just be as mundane as setting up a bakery in a neighborhood that doesn't have a bakery or offering a new type of croissant in your uh, bakery. But ultimately, there's no way of predicting whether or not that's going to be successful. And so entrepreneurship is, uh, is, is about leading yourself and your team through the discovery and crises <laughs> that result uh, from what you actually learn about your customers and what it takes to make your product or your deliver your service and how to do it reliably over and over again. And, and that takes time and it never, ever, ever, not once in history, goes exactly the way that it's expected. So it's a lot of dealing with crises and, oh my God, this isn't working the way I thought. And without being all in, you're 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 going to throw in the towel almost immediately. I uh, years ago read a book uh, on this subject, and it said, as an entrepreneur, the the message I took away from it is, you have to be willing to do almost anything, if not everything, to be successful. You know, within limits. Because if there's something you won't do, like relocate to a different city or some other thing, life will give you that as the only way through the pain to be successful. Is Do, do you see that as a valid statement? Well, um, I think that one's slightly extreme because okay. in, in, in the preparation that I lay out, okay, you, you, you won't be called upon to move to another city. Okay. Uh, there are many things that you'll be called upon. You'll have to change your idea, and you may have to, you know, move offices or you know, move uh, where you work, and you may be eating a lot of, um, you know, ramen noodles. Uh, but there, there are things you can still have your essential set of values, and also the essential uh, support of. Uh, your family and these are things that you don't have to compromise on and and so you you do not have to uproot your family uh to be a successful entrepreneur maybe everything leading up to that but not that far so so let's let me ask you because i know you deal with sam walton walt disney and other great self-made entrepreneurs what what do they teach us about building valuable companies derek well so so the they serve as great wall, uh, role models that we can actually relate to. I mean, they might be famous names, but I describe them as real people and how they actually made their decisions and why they did what they did in a way that we can, we, we can feel them in the room and, and they serve as role models. And ultimately, I help the reader dissect from what these uh, Sam Walton, Walt Disney and others did as people in going through the who, what, when, where, and how, and ultimately whether it makes sense to be an entrepreneur. And, um, and it's not what you think. Uh, Walt Disney went bankrupt. Uh, he, he, after going bankrupt, he barely made it uh, still as a animation uh, studio guy. <laughs> and, um, and, but he teaches us so many things in, 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 as we watch him 
ultimately figure out how to lead people and how to find an essential partner in his brother that he couldn't have done it without. So is it is it fair to say that in your book, your latest book, Building on Bedrock, the story of the successful entrepreneurial journey is fraught with moments where their resolve was tested and they really had to summon deep to make sure they were on the right course personally as entrepreneurs? Uh, yes. So everybody has their, their, their crises, their crises of confidence and their oh. Oh, shits, pardon me. But uh, so everybody has that. Uh, and, and you're not going to avoid it. And it, it, in, there's a range of reactions that you have. But ultimately, you as an entrepreneur are going to have to deal with that. And you understand that, you know, it's, uh, it's not negotiable. Uh, but again, with with preparation, your chances of dealing with this successfully are are enhanced so greatly that uh, and 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 I was you know shocked to to learn what the statistics were and 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 the like that it it you do yourself a disservice not understanding and not. You know, not reading the book and and learning what those preparations are. So, so this is really uh, a way to add some level of insurance to the individual's ability to create a successful and thriving company by reading your book and applying the lessons that you've taught them through examples of other successful entrepreneurs. That's really what I'm getting from our conversation today. Is that a fair characterization of your latest book? Yes, it is. And. and- Okay. And the stories are good stories, so uh, they're, they're easy to digest. You want to turn the pages. Well, that's, that's so true. That's awesome. You know, I, I believe also that it's challenging sometimes for entrepreneurs as they're trying to find the business model that is success, going to be the successful, scalable model. Many times there's this internal struggle between pivoting off the idea and persevering with the idea. What advice would you give entrepreneurs who may be at that point of a dilemma in their current business? So it's understanding why you did it in the first place. So many entrepreneurs are becoming entrepreneurs ultimately to prove something to themselves, to prove that you know, they should be worthy in their father's eyes or mother's eyes or, or that they are writing a wrong that they suffered when somebody unfairly characterized them uh, one way or another. And so these, these decisions that they're making about when and if to pivot uh, often are, are clouded by these um, hidden uh, tests that people are applying to themselves that ultimately make them uh, choose the wrong path mm. uh, rather than the right one. And uh, and again, by by uh, understanding exactly why you're doing it uh, as you start will allow you to ultimately uh, filter out these, um, you know, sort of gnawing things that uh, prevent you from making the right decisions about, hey, 
uh, let's try something else. It's not such a bad thing, even if the the product isn't going to look exactly the way you thought. So is there something contained in your latest book, Derek, uh, Building on Bedrock, that we didn't get a chance to talk about here today on Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast that you want to make sure that the audience knows about the content of the book? Yeah. So one of the most pernicious myths out there is that you need an idea, particularly a great idea, and preferably an idea that's going to be disruptive to huge markets to be a successful entrepreneur. And and as as Sam Walton uh, demonstrated, you don't need a great idea. You don't even, even need an idea at all. He started out by buying a bankrupt franchise of a specialty retailer in a tiny little town in Arkansas. And it was through his diligence and improving it day by day that made him uh, arguably the greatest entrepreneur that ever lived. If someone would like to learn more about the book and buy it, Derek, where would you send them? Well, they can buy it anywhere, uh, you know, bookstores and Amazon and the like. Uh, I have a website, uh, uh, DerekLito.com, that uh, gives a lot of uh, additional information, certainly has uh, helps lead people to where they uh, can find the book, but also leads people to the the, the blogs I uh, write and to all this other free advice that I try and give entrepreneurs to fulfill my mission to help people be as successful as possible. And why, final question, Derek Lido, why is this your area of focus and research and writing? Why are you so focused on these entrepreneurs and on early stage companies? What is it about you and your background that makes you believe this is the best use for your talents? Well, because uh, I was an entrepreneur, I started a company from scratch. I made a lot of mistakes. I got a lot of uh, questionable advice. Uh, there's a lot of myth out there. And when Princeton invited me to come teach, it was an opportunity to, for me to really investigate and research how this how this works and base it upon facts and not uh, hearsay. And, and uh, I find that very fulfilling. And I try to share what I've learned and, uh, as widely as possible. Well, thank you for being a repeat guest, a serial author, a friend of the Critical Mass radio show and podcast, and a, and a member of our ever-expanding community. It's always a pleasure to have you on the program, Derek, and I look forward to interviewing again when your next book comes out, sir. Okay. Well, I, I will let you know when that will be. Stand by, and thank you so much for inviting me back, and um, and I love your, your show, and you're doing great stuff, so um, anything I can do to help, please let me know. Thank you, sir. All thank right. I'd like to thank our engineer for today, none other than Mr. Paul Roberts, manning the board over there, as well as our producers, without whom we could not do this show, Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Haley Stern. If you'd like to connect with me on LinkedIn, would love that. Let's start there. My name is Richard Franzi, spelled F-R-A-N-Z-I. Until our next show, sorry, until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. 
with your host, Richard Franzi. 